Psychologist Mike Mayer is our guest. He joins us today to talk about confidentiality. Dr. Mayer, good morning. How are you? Good morning, David. I'm doing well. I hope you are, too. Yeah. Who do you trust to talk to? Well, I'm afraid that anything I say on a phone now is probably filed away in the NSA files someplace, but uh, (laughs) I don't think that's probably what you meant when you're talking about confidentiality, but trust and reliable and and who you can share share important things with. I think that's that's where we're talking about. Yeah, that is. You know, but the first question to answer probably even though the question is, who do you trust to talk to? The first question to answer is, why would I want to talk to anyone else in the first place? <laughs> okay. You know, you you got to at least want to talk to somebody. Some yeah. people really don't have a desire to do that. And the answer as to why you maybe should talk to someone in the first place can be very varied. But here's some examples. I can't understand how to deal with staff morale. Maybe that's hmm. a reason. You're going to see that I'm going to be talking about workplace and home here. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why people respond to me the way they do. Maybe that's a reason. Mm-hmm. I don't understand my own behavior, and it gets in the way of my being an effective boss, manager, or spouse. Who can I trust to get a second opinion on how I handle an employee or how I handle myself? Being in a high position, I need to be careful who I talk to about my work or personal frustrations. Or I realize I don't have all the answers, especially when it comes to dealing with the complicated issues of life and work in people. And then seeking a confidential second opinion on personal work or family issues really is a healthy decision to make. So there are some reasons why possibly we, you know, should want to trust someone to talk to. Yeah, I understand your first question then. Uh, do, do I want, why should I want to talk to right. somebody? I got you. Okay. Okay, now, in my psychological practice, I find many concerns of work, family, marriage do overlap. So what happens at work, those same problems or issues may also be happening at home. Hmm. So that is an interesting, uh, that needs to be looked at. And I've also been told by people I help that opening up in a confidential setting and discussing often never spoken about personal and work issues is not only extremely helpful and enlightening, but also very freeing. So that's a thought to keep in mind, and that's part of this process of people when you do talk to someone that you trust. Now to answer the question, who do you trust to talk to, there are really several professions that state that matters discussed with them are confidential. Mm-hmm. I will only speak for the mental health professionals. We, we are obligated to keep confidentiality as part of our code. Next, you would need to convince yourself that talking to someone will help you. In so doing, remember that two minds can be better than one, and that's usually true. Mm. Remember that sharing thoughts and, and the emotions that go with those thoughts is in and of itself a releasing experience. And I think these things need to be kind of kept in mind. Then you need to find a person who is experienced in problem-solving, who has keeping confidentiality a must, and who is comfortable and knowledgeable in your area of concern. So finding someone to help you process and find possible solutions to issues of concern may be difficult, but may not be as difficult as you think. You know, you're going to ask people, who do you talk to? Who, who, who do you trust to talk to? So others can give you 
you know, a source for somebody. Using the Internet can be a source. Uh, asking a, a professional you already go to, who can I go to to talk about things? So whatever the source you choose, mm-hmm. you do not be afraid to interview them first before you go talk to them. You know, that's an interesting process that I don't think people are aware of. No. How do you interview someone in that? I mean, I, I hear what you're saying before you open up and, and say, this is the one that I feel that I can be most open with and talk about these very important issues and problems in my life. I, I, I've heard the advice interview that person, but man, that seems hard to do. We're intimidated in those situations. I think the 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 big piece in the interview is is do you as a person who's asking that person for help or to talk to do they have any experience in dealing with the and you give a basic idea uh, of the issue you're talking about I see and so I think that's part and secondly how comfortable do you feel with them and and you can't judge too quickly but you know there there is a natural a naturalness to some people, and and you can really feel comfortable talking to them. And you know, sometimes just go the first time and see how you feel about it. And if you don't, if it doesn't feel right, you're not obligated to stay because it's you, the one who's seeking help, and you make that decision. How well do you feel like professionals are able to understand? I'm not going to. It's not going to work with everyone who comes to me. Some of them I may see one time, and they make a decision that they don't want to see me anymore. How? That's a mature outlook that we demand of professionals to not be take that personally. Oh, definitely, and and I think if you realistically, I'm only as good as two things. One, my experience that helps me, and I would say any professional, the experience that they've had in dealing with people gives you an insight into people that when you do this eight hours a day for <laughs> twenty, thirty years, you begin to get an insight, and that. That helps a person feel comfortable when you're talking to them, and you can relate to an experience. But you can't relate to all experiences. Sure. But for a professional to say, hey, you know what, maybe I can't help this person. I, I don't have all the answers myself. I think that realism really helps. And But I do feel that there, you can always gain some tidbits of information that is a person you didn't know about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um and I usually like to talk to people on the phone first before I make huh. that first appointment with yeah. them. All right. That's important. Um, we could all use someone to talk to to get a second opinion on concerns, issues in life. We ask advice on other parts of our life. Why not in our people-related issues that so impact our well-being, whether at work or at home? And when you ask for this advice, you know it will all be kept confidential, and that's the important person. And you know, David, I really think the wise person is the one who realizes he, she has a lot to learn and is willing to ask for help and is willing to learn that, about herself. I, I, I would agree. I think wise person knows to ask questions and wants and to, to learn more. Yes, and the whole issue with confidentiality, which makes it a little easier. To talk when you know that it will stay with that person. Yeah, it's amazing what uh, talking can do when you're in a trusting position like that. Uh, it, it seems sometimes when you hear, well, if you just talk about it, it's going to make it better. Doesn't seem like no, that's not possible. But then you do it, and it does. It does, and there is some something about that process that makes it work. 